Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, joined once again by Kerry Warbris. Kerry, happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday to you, Matthew. Not always together, we don't always start on a Friday, do we? But we're starting this week on a Friday. I mean, thank God we waited for tonight's episode. Oh, dear Lord. Do you think that now that that's all happened, they won't ever mention it again? Please, God. What, Lark cries to Candleford? Come with us to the Lark side. Do you know, I counted and this week they mentioned it 11 times, I think. And yesterday, on Thursday, five times in one episode. Two things that have annoyed me of late are just the absolute overkill of Lark Rise to Candleford mm. and the bizarre claim, as I mentioned last week, that Whitstable was swimmable. Oh, yeah. Because the only people that seem to think it's swimmable are the local council and everyone mm. else that has gone and done tests there have basically said, no, it's really, really bad. So why are the archers doing some council's dirty work for them, literally saying it's a nice swimmable beach? Where does the editor of the archers live? Wild <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo land, probably. <laughs> That may have influenced an ad you'll hear in oh. the second part of this podcast today. But before we go any further, we're going to have our first ad break. Hey there, people. There's a new wood-fired pizza van in the village. Adam and Ian's pizza is about as authentically Italian as I am. Try the stunning range of flavors. Prune and feta. Octopus arse and cordwell cream. Borsetshire Blue, Shaved Truffle, and Flake Pages of Lark Rise to Candleford. For sake, Adam and Ian's Pizza Van. Bellissimo, as my mama from Tower Hamlets used to say. Adam and Ian are also available should you need any of Darrington's Fate Committee whacked. We make look like a little accident with an olive pit. Capiche? Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Kerry, Pip, Stella, we were there last week, but now Toby's been thrown into the mix. Yeah. I thought Toby was a bit wooden this week, didn't you? Yeah, it, I'm just sick of the whole bloody thing, to be honest. There was a wasp that started the week. A white Anglo-Saxon person was being batted out of the maple syrup cupboard. What, Pat? Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. <laughs> yes, by uh, Pip, 
and Stella. And Pip was worrying. She was like, they were all kissy-kissy, weren't they? And they're all still in the giddy stages. And Pip was worrying about telling Toby, and then I'll have to tell Gran and Rosie. And I was thinking, are we going to have to hear every f***ing one of these declarations of their relationship status to each character in the village? I very much hope not. Toby was fearful he was the last to know, wasn't he? Yeah, it was quite funny when Toby said, when he found out that Pip and Stella were having an evening together, he thought they'd be having popcorn and lusting over Josh Hartnett, or that Pip would be. She was like, no, not quite. It was a good routine to tell him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He dropped the bomb about them having sex, didn't he? And then you suddenly heard Stella drop everything in the kitchen. Yeah, the toaster popped off, didn't it? I liked that Pip, was trying to tell Toby that he is self-centred. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ah. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, he, he thought he was a bit annoyed about that sex thing, wasn't he, thinking, was it a test? And if he'd been any better <laughs> at it, would she be going off with Stella? And she's like, oh, it just, you know, and it just all feels right. And also he admitted, actually, that he's a bit jealous of their the likelihood of those three, Pip and Stella and Rosie, being a little family unit. Well, that Mm. might be about to get a little more complicated. Pregnant? Yes, because Pip's glowing. Yep. And that means she's pregnant. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. She was talking about the drill being sexy. Mm. And she said, like, you know, what is it? The drill, then me? Yeah. Well, one is a lurching mechanimal. Mechanimal. Mike and mechanimals. (laughs) One is a lurching mechanical machine used in seed planting, and the other one is the seed drill. And then Stella sort of went, I think we should tell Rosie about us. And I was thinking, oh, my God, you've literally only just got together. Just take a bit of time. What is the rush? What are they going to say to Rosie? Stella is my special friend and you might see us snogging and getting out of bed together. Are they actually going to say, like, we're in a relationship? I don't want them to because it's too soon to tell a five-year-old. Can't they just see how things go and be, be a bit more casual about it? Well, normal humans would, wouldn't yes, they? But they, they? One day they're like, no, this isn't working. It's a lot to take on. I didn't think it through. And then the next day, let's tell everyone. Let's completely out ourselves. And then the next day they're like, maybe it's best no one knows. Just is it realistic that this would happen like this? No. Yeah, Stella said, Oh, it's just clicked the, you know, enormity of what I'm taking on. You know, Rosie and Toby, that she's she's gonna be an attachment to this unnuclear family. And then goes, Let's tell Rosie. <laughs> it's another ridiculous thing, really. And then there's also the added bonus of fun evenings with the in-laws with David kind of going like, so do you, uh, you, you like oxygen? <laughs> yes. Do you sometimes sit down? I notice you have hair. <laughs> I know other people with hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored of it. Bored, bored, bored. That's a shame, isn't it? Because the opportunity to make it a good story is there. Mm. I think it's just getting lost in this shall we, shan't we? Yeah. I'm just seeing how many episodes they were in. That's funny, actually. They were only in. (laughs) They were in Sunday and Monday. 
not Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they were in Thursday. So they haven't even been in many episodes, but I'm still sick of hearing them toing and froing. I did enjoy the amount of time people spent in the pub this week. It yes. just seemed to be the fixer of everything, didn't it? Yeah. Let's just go down the pub. <laughs> it wasn't, and we got asked on our Patreon question time this week, which was a lot of fun. Mm. People, if you want to go back and have a listen on Patreon, that was really good. Answering all your questions about a surprising amount about the archers, actually. Didn't yeah. expect that many. <laughs> but there was someone said, who looks after Rosie when Pip is up doing the milking? Well, Pip said to Stella, let's just dump Rosie on Gran and go down the pub and have three pints. And then we'll come back and tell her we're a lesbian couple. <laughs> did I imagine that or did no, that, that happen? Exactly what happened. Uh, actually, there was when Toby came round. No, it was when Stella came round, wasn't it? That Pip said to her, Rosie, we're lucky because Rosie's gone off to Grand's. It was it was as if it was like an in, a surprise that it had happened, that Rosie went off to do something and then chose to stay at Grand's. Yeah. She never was there. Now she's ill as well. Is she? Yeah, she had a temperature and was staying in bed. Uh, did she pick something up at the children's party? Uh, possibly. A little germy fest. Will brought round Poppy's clothes, books and toys for Rosie. That was nice. Can you imagine that happening the other way round? No. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it was really sweet. Yeah, Will was very nice. Mia was lovely as well. He's been framed. <laughs> giving that picture frame saying, oh, you know, it's empty, but you're going to put a picture in there of your next adventure. And I imagine sort of Rob's head all blown off when George shoots him with a gun. <laughs> I was imagining a, like Will giving a massive thumbs up on top of Everest with a bunch of Sherpas. <laughs> or George sort of being taken away in handcuffs somewhere. <laughs> no, it's all George. He's been completely rewritten this week, hasn't he? Mm. Although I did find that interesting when he said to Will, sometimes I lose it and I have trouble getting back. Yeah, yep. And although he was speaking generally in a really positive way, in a caring way and concerned, obviously they were talking about the fact that Will came close to taking his own life. The fact that the shock of Nick dying in the way that she did brought everything into focus. So I was thinking, oh, maybe things are ticking in George's mind about who he really cares about and the fact that, you know, life is worth living. And But he did actually lie, didn't he, and said that, his dad had asked him to move in with him. Yeah, I mean, George started the whole ball rolling just to spite Hannah, didn't he? Oh, and Clary's very, very worried about William coping and not coping. George twigs that it's to do with himself, doesn't he? You also said last week that the, the alarm bell should always ring when there's a, a positive statement made and mm. the theme tune starts to play. Well, this week it was Eddie saying, he's going to be all right, Clary, love. Yeah. And then the music played. Yeah, William was assuring Eddie and Clary that he's ready for this next step. Don't you worry, I'm, I'm ready. Cue Will running round Underwoods with a sawn off in about <laughs> six months. And Clary spent the whole weekend baking so that they don't have to worry about shopping for a week or two. <laughs> What's she been? And Eddie just was interested in eating the pies and almost wasn't aware that William was moving. He went, oh, is it? Is that? That's this week, is it? Doesn't know anything, does he? No, and there was that bit where he just went, come here, stop it, stop it, stop it, Clary, st stop it. And I thought, what's he doing here? <laughs> and then 
it was just that point where he was saying you're pretending to be worried about something else mm. and actually you're worried about will's mental state little wonder she's worried is it but you know at the end of the day he's moving about 200 meters away <laughs> that's the thing you always have to remember yeah. in this <laughs> place is yeah. that like you can literally see each other from each other's houses hey was mia driving she was he had her doing the removal van but she can't drive she's been having lessons right you're not really well, allowed to do that then are you it's country ways isn't it all oh, right that would have been funny if she just like reversed the whole truck of <laughs> of uh, william and george's stuff straight into the front of the house <laughs> not put her foot uh, on well, the wrong pedal again, bringing all the pies back yeah <laughs> The thing about this, Matthew, is the reason why we're flying through it is because every other bloody minute they said Lark rise to Candleford. You don't know the power of the Lark side. If you took out all the mentions of Lark rise to f***ing Candleford, there's probably only about 20 minutes of omnibus. I mean, we'll be forced to talk about Lark rise to Candleford at some point. <laughs> because there's no no actual archer's material to work with. We did say we got to hear folk in the pub. Yeah. I did enjoy that. We had George and Eddie. Mm -hmm. Eddie apparently hasn't bought a drink since Christmas 1996, according to Kenton. Inhabitants of the stables, so we had the horses. Josh, Paul, not the, not the horses. <laughs> Billy Jean. God, I like that bit in the earlier in the week when Emma and Susan were chatting and she said, I, I need to conquer my fear of riding. And Emma went, of horses. <laughs> I was like, well, what else could she be talking about here? Mm. But yeah, it's good to hear them all in the pub. Chelsea's tacked on as well. I'm happy that's happening. Yep. Obviously, they might consider it a little bit too awkward to have Ben in the fold. Yeah, Paul was there as well. It's good to have him as well. He's thoroughly part of the gang now, isn't mm. he? We got to hear him and Lily. He was chastising Josh for not taking responsibility for his decision for telling Jim. Mm. There'd been this double booking with Jim and Kiki's piano double act. Oh. I imagine that very Noel Coward. I don't know why. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good, actually, where Jim's in a smoking jacket with a cigarette holder and I remember the days of old Bombay, sort of doing some <laughs> kind of weird monologue with tinkling in the background. A bit like, um, who's that hinge and bracket? I was thinking hinge and bracket mm. as well. But as you predicted, and as a lot of other people predicted, the straw crows, or crusty crows, as I ended up calling them by mistake, thanks to Audrianne on the Patreon special, they pulled out. No fiddling for our Josh. We also heard this wasn't the first time they've pulled out of an event in Ambridge. They cancelled on Lizzie at Lower Loxley once as well, when they were going to play the cafe. Ooh. Yeah, because apparently it was too orangery for crows. <laughs> I was literally going, they were going to play. Oh dear, oh dear. Part of me did think Josh had a point. <laughs> I think he had a point as well. If he had a band mm. that was going to get the place rocking, of course. But I think you could have accommodated both. But Jim didn't like the idea of being pushed to the sides, did he? Or being the warm-up act. Yeah. But I, I think it would have worked fine. As it is, they're all going to sit around in the dark and read from oh. Dark Rise to Candleford. Oh, it's a shame it's not so dark that they can't see the pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's not meant to be that good a book either, is it? I was looking on Amazon reviews today. Someone wrote review it was a three star which was a bit high about waiting for the plot to start 
bit like listening to the archers. <laughs> I mean, why is this happening? I mean, I we know why it's happening in the sense of they've they've done this Lark Rise to Ambridge thing. Yeah. But why is it happening at all? I mean, as a TV show, it was binned off yeah. by the Beeb. It's not one of the greatest of works, is it, either? Then you've got to ask the question, okay, you've decided to do it about a TV show that was binned off and a book that's not amazing. Why do you feel it's okay to massively advertise it for at least two weeks now, isn't it? The mentioning of it all the time. Yeah. Which is just basically an an advert for a Radio 4 thing within another Radio 4 programme, which, you know, like the Today News thing. They tag on a sort of supposed news story, but it's basically just a trailer for another one of their programmes. The first mention of this was when Susan was preparing books for the car boot mm. in the aftermath of Helen having a go at George yep. because Emma asked if Edge of Madness was about, <laughs> was about Helen. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that must, that's at least three mm. weeks old, isn't it? And I'm trying to think when I did that jingle for the tea room, that's at least three weeks ago with Helen losing it. Maybe we're oversensitive and loads of Archer's listeners will go, oh, they keep mentioning that Lark Rice to Candleford. Oh, they're doing a version of it, a serialisation. Like down in the home counties, people no longer say hello to each other. They just say Lark Rice to Candleford <laughs> when they see each other in the village shop. It just, I, it really f- can get some my nerves to the point where you know like when you dig your nails into your palms because something's so irritating like each time it's mentioned again it makes it a thousand times worse than it was already it's been like that really at three o'clock on sunday afternoon will you be listening kerry oh god no i won't i mean i might on catch up when i have to do some hoovering and i've got my airpods in or something you know at my leisure and pleasure Time-wise, I'm certainly not going to spend a Sunday afternoon listening to it. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to heat heat. <laughs> I'd be happy to reheat humble pie. As Brian, they said Brian, yeah, was going to heat would, would eat heat. Was he going to eat humble pie? Yeah, they didn't mention as a the result of <laughs> as a result of the seed drill. And I thought, well, um, Jenny probably left him four humble pies in the freezer. <laughs> Yes. Is it a Hamble? Is it a Hamble? What? <laughs> now, Hamble was that weird doll on Play School. And Martin Gibson starred alongside oh. uh, Hamble in Play School, didn't he? Yeah, great name though, isn't it? Yeah, I meant to say ham- Humble. I can't fucking say it. Humble Lamb and Prune Pie. I'm not surprised you couldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lark Rise has broken my brain, to be honest. Yeah, all of us. You know, if Archers doesn't break your brain, then they do this to us. I mean, it's bad enough as it is, isn't it? Coping with normal Archers in inverted commas. I'm sure they've done this before with something. Totally overkilled it. I can't remember what it was now. I mean, they barely do anything subtly, do they? But this is just taking the fucking custard cream, this one. (laughs) It's like a sledgehammer, isn't it? You know, like subliminal advertising, where you might just drop it in like... Okay, subconsciously, don't even, not even aware of it. This is like a whack a mole or something, like bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Who's going to bloody say it next? Shut up about it. Liam posted a photo of a lark, a sunrise, a candle, and a Ford Kia on our Facebook today. And it was like, guess the infamous novel to which I wrote Bird Sun to Wick Kia, personal fave. 
<laughs> He's getting really pissed off with it, isn't he? I've seen his rage, his Twitter rage. Well, please, all of you, enjoy the ad that's coming up oh, in a bit. Oh, I can't wait. Hey, I've just thought something totally not to do with that, which is great, isn't it? Anything not to do with that is good. Did you notice, I think it was on Sunday's episode, they were talking about Jim's mole and that he's been referred. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, it was sold as she'd saved his life. Okay. It could be a super positive thing that uh, it's been treated early and that's that. But it made made me worry. She's vanished without finding out whose sister she is as oh, well, yeah. hasn't she? <laughs> There's so many ends, aren't there? I was thinking today when they were talking about the Grundy turkeys. Oh, yeah. Do you remember right three years ago, mm-hmm. Eddie managed to convince Oliver to just get a load of knockoff turkeys from a Bernard Matthews place and pass them off oh, as Grundy yeah. turkeys? He never got busted for it. Should we have a compilation, a compendium of loose ends? Yeah, go on. And if we, I'll start writing them down. Yeah. And if other people want to get in touch and remind us. Yeah of things that never finished stuff like you know well who are the gills what was the secret ingredient in the quiche they're the two that always spring to mind for me there's billions isn't there i was trying to find this message we got about criticizing custard creams and the levelers but i can't find it but i thought if you combine the levelers and custard (laughs) creams you'd have crusty creams (laughs) crusted crusted creams (laughs) two shit things combined does not a good thing make Susan becoming nearly, well, she's nearly 60, isn't she? When is the birthday? Next week, I think, isn't it? Okay. And she's kind of comparing herself to Phoebe from Friends. I can see her in the tea room with a guitar, Susan, <laughs> can't you? Singing Smelly Cat. Yeah. <laughs> the other person was Vanessa Williams, was it, that she mentioned? Yep. Wasn't Emma like going, you stay on that horse, Mum? Do you think Vanessa <laughs> Williams would be jumping off? <laughs> I don't think Vanessa Williams would be on the horse, personally, in Ambridge, but yeah. Lillian going, if you pull the reins to the left, it'll go left. If you pull the reins to the right, it'll go right. Get your leg over. (laughs) Yeah, she said that she she was going to get the steps so Susan could mount it. We've all had dates like that, haven't we? She, I I was very, very worried when she started thinking about possibly doing 60 things to commemorate her 60th. I was like, no, 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 please. And then it's gone down to six, hasn't it? You could just read Lark Rise to Candleford 60 times. (laughs) What will the six things be? So she's done the horse thing. Is that that? Or is she going to have to? She's done the horse. I mean, I know she's... She wanted to do a horse before her 60th. And then she's going to do some horse. The horse was called Billie Jean as well. Why? Was it after Billie Jean King or the Michael Jackson song? Well, it just gave Susan that really terrible line where she didn't finish, did she? Mm. Where she said, Billie Jean is not my... And I think it was meant to be like my cup of tea or the horse for me, but they and just the cut it off. And the line actually is, is not my lover. Yeah. So maybe she was contemplating... I'd completely forgotten Lillian would be there at the stables because I thought Mm. Emma was trying to sell it to her as like, well, you know, don't feel too nervous about going down the stables, mum, because the woman who you thought dad was shagging, well, (laughs) she's in Sunderland. And that the other woman who who threw a brick at you, uh, (laughs) she probably won't be there either. What a bloody village, honestly. I've just remembered another thing she wanted to do, Susan, tea at the Ritz, wasn't it? Yeah, but in my head, that just was going to end up being afternoon tea at Underwood's Cafe. Oh, they're gonna are they going to sort of re? Oh, they could recreate it, couldn't they, for her at the sodding tea room? 
You mean they're going to put on the Ritz? It'll be like, oh, mum's really wanted to do exciting things and branch out and that when she's 60. So she's going to get on a horse in the village, have tea at the Ritz in the village. <laughs> Not go anywhere other than the village for the other four things either. They're all going to be really bloody boring things. I mean, the horse was the most exciting one, I think. It's all going to be downhill from there. I was quite surprised that the horse riding had no sort of it running off with her on it or some sort of strange disaster. Well, they discussed doing going for a canter, but she said she'd have to ch uh, change bras. <laughs> that happened. Well, I know. Okay. I thought you were like <laughs> suggesting that I'd invented that it's in my head. It's just a funny image, isn't it? It mm. is. Oh, yeah. Kerry, I, I mean, let's have a little break. Okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. First day in my new position. I was so proud. I even had a polo shirt with our logo on it. Whitstable Wastewater Treatment Plant. Then, a couple of hours into my shift, all the lights started flashing. I wasn't panicked. We'd been through the drill a hundred times. Get the safety manual. Follow the procedures. Everything will be okay. I went to the drawer where I kept the safety manual, only it had gone. There was something else there. What was in the drawer? Lark rise to Candleford. Oh, God. 4,000 tonnes of effluent went into the bay that day, and we all lost our jobs. It was our honeymoon in Whitstable. We went for a swim because a trusted agricultural radio soap opera had said it was safe to do so. I mean, why would they lie about that? I remember looking over at my handsome husband. He'd gone completely green, just like the Hulk. We ran to the car to drive to the hospital. Neither of our phones had signal, so I reached in the glove for the A to Z. But, unfortunately, my sister had replaced it with a copy of Lark Rise to fucking Candleford. By the time we found the hospital, it was too late. We're permanently green now. It's totally ruined my career as a head of food. If your life has been adversely affected by the inexplicable proliferation of Lark Rise to Candleford, then Lark Rise lawyers for you are waiting for your email. Contact us at hello at thesidershed.com. Let's beat this thing. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Kerry, we got all of our Lark Rise to Candleford and Whitstable lies out of our system there? Join me on the Lark side of the force. You. I feel more centred and calm now. Just a quick one. Someone sent an email to Hello at the Cider Shed. Trudy, mm-hmm. she thought she'd missed the boat, but she hadn't. Hopefully not a boat in Whitstable Bay. Because, <laughs> hi, Matthew and Kerry. I've been meaning to email the show for months now, but I keep forgetting. Anyway, I finally remembered, but I'm not sure if it's going to arrive too late. Now you're all. My comments on this week's plots. Well, we've been tearing them apart, Trudy. Let's see. Will Emma end up at the EV station? Well, we all think mm-hmm. that, don't we? Will she finally spread her wings and fly? they got a winged horse at the stable. <laughs> Pegasus. Yeah, that's what they're going to do for seven things for 70. <laughs> Get her on a winged horse. Who didn't see the straw crows letting down Josh? Well, yeah. Mm. Jim and Kiki to the rescue? Apparently not. Kiki's had enough. She's gone off on holiday and won't be coming back. So they're going to read Lark Cries to Candleford. Third point, I'm so glad we're finally hearing Lily again. Was mm. was wondering where she was during the Freddy Abattoir stuff, but forgotten she'd moved out of Lower Loxley. Yeah, because she's in the she's in the stables now. You thought she was a bit superfluous this week, didn't you? Well, it was funny her cropping up, and I almost had forgotten what she sounded like. I was obviously I knew it was her, but her voice was not familiar to me because I think she was very one note. She wasn't getting agitated or anything. Mm, I thought different actor for all of about two ah, seconds. Ah, you did. Okay, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't. Was no. It? I mean, the other thing, just briefly, I feel like we are kind of getting Chelsea back a bit mm. more. I think she's been missing for a while. It was good to have her. I enjoyed that scene with the pigs. All right, it's all linked to lark cries and the agricultural stories there. But it was, I like, I enjoyed that. That was a bit, a bit of old Chelsea, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, she was squealing, wasn't she? With delight yeah, yeah. and wanting to leap into the pig pen. Yeah, I found all of that quite realistic. A couple of messages we got on Patreon. I tell you what, this is, uh, <laughs> this is pertinent. Vivian got in mm. touch to say of last week's episode, bloody brilliant. Whilst away in Blackpool at weekend, so missed early listen, my niece messaged to ask me who the five presidents were in We Didn't Start the Fire. She was in a pub quiz. Ah. Shame I wasn't listening to you at the time. Would have been great crack naming the five new patrons instead. (laughs) More than five, bloody hell. Uh, Lucy said, thanks for the We Didn't Start the Fire mention. That was great. I joined because it was my dad's anniversary and I wanted something to take my mind off being sad. Any gossip access completely coincidental. I had a lovely evening listening to all the extras Patreon offers and you made me chuckle. So big thank you from me and keep up the good work. Oh, cheers, Lucy. Much appreciated. Yeah, Yeah, it's good to be a distraction. Beck McFarlane got in touch on Patreon as well to say, I started listening to the podcast We Don't Mention in 2014 and was a Patreon too as I loved it, but boycotted it when Lucy Freeman and Kerry both mysteriously disappeared with no mention whatsoever. Yeah, that happens, you know? Mm. I found it bizarre and suspicious, so cancelled Patreon and stopped listening for good. As Kerry said, some good has come out of shit. That was a great quote from (laughs) 
carry on our Patreon special a couple of weeks ago, where we dealt with a few gossipy things. I absolutely love both podcasts, The Escapees Have Since Created. Uh, she wrote CSP in AOTC initially. They make my Sundays. Keep up the good work, everyone, and good bloody riddance to you know who. She got back in touch later to say, sorry, meant TCS, not CSP. CSP is when you can kind of move things with your brain, isn't it? Like those cars oh, we were talking about last it, week. It makes a sense, cider shed pod. I know what you you were thinking there, yeah. I did write back, us all right, Beck, we knew what you meant, that stuff you gargle with, right? <laughs> so. Thanks for that uh, message, that's good. Yeah, I got some lovely messages. Of the question time one, Richard Webb said, great little podcast, love the questions and answers. Mm. Yeah, we enjoyed it too. He also mentioned uh, D minor, as in Kiki oh, D yeah. minor, but the saddest of all keys, <laughs> which I wrote, makes people weep instantly. <laughs> so, you know the scene, Nigel Tufnell's yeah. playing the, yeah, and then he goes, what's this called? And he goes, oh, it's called Lick My Love Pump. <laughs> all right, Brilliant. so mm. Patreons. New Patreons, new jingles. And um, would you be surprised to know that this section now even has its own jingle, oh, Kerry? For God's sake. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Welcome to the jingle. <laughs> Lots of lovely jingles. <laughs> uh, Susie Q joined last week. She did feature in the You Came for the Gossip mm -hmm. song, but then she messaged and went, Why did I have to join on a week when everyone else did? <laughs> so, this is for you. Oh, Susie Q. Oh, Susie Q. Oh, Susie Q. You knew what to do. You became a Cider Shed Patriot. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. Adam George got in touch. Worried he'd missed the boat. I accidentally got the same energy with this one as those late night adverts for datelines that you'd see in the mid 90s oh. that would like be on TV at three in the morning. I don't know how oh, I ended oh, up with that. Oh, hey, Adam George, we just wanted to thank you for becoming a Cider Shed patron. You are killing it. <laughs> yeah, see what you mean. Adam. Yeah, I could just imagine a guy in a gym and someone weightlifting when I'm hearing that. Yeah. Next up, Robin Typhina Rex, Kerry. Aha, lovely. Went full Jurassic Park with this. You said you've got a T-Rex? Uh-huh. Say again. <laughs> we have a T-Rex. Well, whatever Jurassic Park, because we, the Cider Shed, have a Robin <laughs> Typhina Rex. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Much appreciated. Uh, next up, Idiot Wind. Hey there, Idiot Wind. Great name. Even greater that you became a Cider Shed patron. Massive respect. <laughs> Thanks, Idiot Wind. Jan Sparrow. Celia's sister. Welcoming to the Cider Shed. Jan Sparrow. Sister of exalted cheesemaker. Celia Sparrow. We look forward to a fridge full of endless free Cordwell cream as a result of this harmonious development. Thanks in advance, Jan. Thanks, Jan. Much appreciated. <laughs> Next up, the aforementioned Beck McFarlane, who just gave me artistic license to do what I want with her jingle. So, 
going out to the coolest back out there. Beck McFarlane. Thank you for becoming a Cider Shed patron. Lovely bit of Beck there. You and I are both fans of Beck, aren't we? We are. I saw him last year. Absolutely amazing. And then he popped up back on stage the next night with gorillas. Next up, Rachel Howells. I think this, this goes a bit clubby. Okay. This one goes out to Rachel Howells, going above and beyond with her Cider Shed Patreon membership. Big up the Howells. Thanks, Rachel. Indeed, big up the Howells. Thanks, Rachel. Nancy Sheets. They've all got brilliant names. Hey there, Nancy Sheets. Is Matthew going to use a Bon Tempe version of these boots were made for walking for your jingle? <laughs> In a word, yes. Thank you so much for all your help towards the Cider Shed pod, Nancy. We really appreciate it. Again, the AI voice sounds a little disingenuous there. It did. We are genuinely grateful, but Nancy. That, Thank you so much. I could listen to that music for quite a long time, I think. What, the midi Bon yes. Tempe versions of other songs? Uh, well, yeah. of that, okay. these boots were made for walking one. Thanks, Nancy. Next up, Donna Malone. This next one goes out to Donna Malone. From all of us at the Cider Shed Pod, Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Donna. Yeah, they've all got quite filmic names, these people, yeah. haven't they? Melanie McLaren. Hey, 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 Melanie McLaren. You've only gone and become a Cider Shed patron. What an absolute star. Cheers, Melanie. Yeah, nice one, Melanie. Thanks, Melanie. <laughs> Jill Dennis. Jill. 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 Jill Dennis, Cider Shed Patron. You punk, rock our world. Ooh. Thanks, Jill. Mimi Sands. I was like, there's a Mimi in there. There's sand in there. What could I do? Now I lay me down to bed. Now I lay me down to bed. I become a patron of the Cider Shed. I become a patron of the Cider Shed. A big thank you to Mimi Sands. A big thank you to Mimi Sands for giving us a helping hand. For giving us a helping hand. Thanks, Thanks Mimi. Very good, Matthew. Thanks, Mimi. Uh, mysterious Rachel P. Incoming. A big Cider Shed Patreon welcome and thank you to the mysterious Rachel P. Whoever you are, Rachel, you are appreciated. Thanks, Rachel. Gemma Campbell. Well, howdy there, Gemma Campbell, new Cider Shed patron. Are you in any way related to Glenn Campbell? You know, the gentleman who sang like a rhinestone cowboy? Of course she f***ing isn't. Aw, shit. But I've made the sodding jingle now. Unbelievable. Thanks, Thanks, Gemma. Gemma. Thanks, Gemma. If you are related to Glenn Campbell, then get in touch and I will eat humble prune and leek pie. <laughs> John Green. 
Hey there, Mr. John Green. Welcome to the Cider Shed Patreon. Thank you so much. We don't know what we're doing, but we're laughing a lot. Thanks, John. Also ties in a, a firm favourite of Kerry's there, Shaking Stevens. <laughs> that That is true, though. We don't know what we're doing, but we're laughing a lot. Absolutely. Yep. It could be about us. K.T. Tolman. K.T. Tolman, this one's for you. On behalf of the Cider Shed, you are our hero. Thanks, KT. And finally, I've gone with Kaya, but could be Kaya, but AI thought it was Kaya. So big kind of retro 80s vibes going on here. Hello, Kaya. I'm possibly aware I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. <laughs> Please let me know if so. We just wanted to say a big thank you for supporting the Cider Shed. It makes us all warm, fuzzy, and retro synth inside. <laughs> Thanks, Kaya. Thanks to everyone. Really, really overwhelmed by all of it. And massive, massive help to us. Helps us make better things of the podcast. It kind of, the time that we spend making it, it makes it feel worthwhile. And, yeah, we're just so grateful yeah. for all the support. Yes, I, I um, feel all retro synth inside. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, so we we are trying we are trying to put out more and more extras mm -hmm. as time allows it, and uh, yeah, we'll keep working on that. Anyone who wants to get their own jingle and wants to join up, just go to www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed and get involved. We'll have lots of goodies coming in the future, and thanks to all of those who have already, we are massively grateful. As I've said many many times. Another way you can support the podcast, you can write a review. We got any reviews, Kerry? We do. Yes, we have five, five star reviews. The first one is from James James Club and it's called The Cure You Didn't Know You Needed. Have you ever got a new mattress or a better office chair and suddenly feel loads better? That's what listening to the Cider Shed is like for Archers fans. There's a crushing weight on your psyche caused by Adam's groans, <laughs> Helen's fretting and Pat's. Well, just Pat. <laughs> the Cider Shed exorcises the ghosts of Shula having the hots for Philip that are haunting your brain. For your own mental health, either stop listening to the Archers or start listening to the Cider Shed. Or maybe do both. Sound advice. Brilliant. Cider Shed fan has said, I bloody love this podcast. That's the title. So glad I found you. Used to listen to the dark side, but dropped that ages ago. Love hanging out with you, saying exactly what I think about the Archers characters and life in general. Love the music references and would love to have a bevy in a pub with you all one day. Love you. I think there's a lot of love in that one. Yeah, could happen, that bevy in the pub. We've talked about it in the past. Then Ted PC, the title is It's Really Good. <laughs> <laughs> Ted doesn't f*** about, does he? No, no. And the content is all welcome. Glad to know I'm not the only one who loves the archers but dislikes most of the actual Archer family. <laughs> Andy Marr, title, Worth the Licence Fee. 
Um, the review goes, great to know that the BBC continue to support this podcast by investing in a sometimes mediocre six nights a week drama <laughs> loosely based around the topics covered in the Cider Shed podcast. Is that Andrew Moore having a dig at the BBC since he's left? Oh, that'd be good. Public service broadcasting at its finest. And then the last one is from a listener in Germany, Nick Lovenow. The title is Utter Filth. Uh, they say, scathingly funny. Kerry, Matthew and Peter's beastly banter sees the folks in Ambridge given a right royal roasting or lashings of love on a weekly basis. Hands down the best Archers fan podcast out there. Oh my, thank you so much for that. Yeah, brilliant. We've been getting a lot of love across our social media. If you want to continue in that vein, you can join our Facebook group, which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. I've made that group private now. So oh, have you? Yeah, so you just need to ask if you want to join and I'll let you in. I don't mm. do all that wanky stuff the other ones do, like ask you a million questions about... Name a family in the Archers. And they go, the Archers. <laughs> the Cider Shed Podcast is the name of the, the Facebook group. We have a instagram called is at, at the cider shed pod uh, where we post up various silly little stories and reviews and kerry our twitter is the same right it is the same at the cider shed pod as well come and join in on the tweet along hashtag the archers whenever you wish to there's lots of lovely people on the archers tweet along it's good fun a couple of people got in touch on our email so you can do that hello at the cidershed.com if you've got anything you want to ask us that you think we need like more of a long form version to have a moan a complaint tell us what you think we're doing wrong tell us mm. what you think the archers is doing wrong tell us where we're wrong on lark rise to candleford yeah. and we will eat humble pie <laughs> <laughs> with prunes <laughs> with prunes what one person we should give a mention to Jeff Thomas, who you might also know as formerly Mr. Newby, sometimes fabulous Febreze. He can be found elsewhere on the Ambridge Airwaves. He's doing a fundraiser for Ryan Kelly, the actor who plays Jazzer, because him and his wife unexpectedly lost their guide dog. And it's actually quite a rigmarole getting a new guide dog for those that don't mm. know, like the actor is blind. So he's doing a fundraiser to kind of help with that. And we are going to put a link to that in the pod description. Okay? Yeah, come on. You can do your stuff. Every little helps. And Jeff's very lovely. So it's such a good cause, isn't it? Yeah, definitely is. Uh, right, we've been neglecting it for a couple of weeks, mainly because of the fix of Kerry's son being top of the table. He probably, he probably isn't this week. I don't know. I haven't looked. Let's have a quick look and see where we are. So, in the Cider Shed Podcast League going into game week seven i think it is chris mm. charlson has regained top spot with oh. things can only get better audrey cameron's in third with the below pars and max warbis mansfield is in third place with max fc looking down the table still proud of you max yeah where are we obviously i'll post about 27th or i will post these up on the facebook page kerry you're in 22nd Oh, nearly. Mimi is in 26. Okay. Um, Weetabix United from David Hall, who we had that lovely email mm -hmm. from last week. He's just above Mimi's Angels. Okay. Unfortunately, Russ of the Rovers is in 30th place. I had a cracking week last week, but I put I took Mitoma out in my team, oh. and he played a blinder. I know. I took Dunk out because he was supposed to be injured, and he bloody played. 
at the bottom of the table, in the bottom three spots, we've got Casa Jackson, LA Jackson, Alessio Mariatini with Chelsea Horror Bin, <laughs> and Nimrod Pleasure Beach with her team Pleasure Beach Friday, third from bottom. Where's Peter? He's actually in 36th. Out of? Uh, four, 45. Oh my God. Wow. He's got three injured players and two possibly semi-injured players. So let's okay. see how that works out. All right, Kerry. Um, yes. I guess the most we can hope for is a little less lark rise next week once they get it all oh. out of their system with this radio show they're doing. That is something to look forward to indeed, isn't it? Along with us again next Friday. Harvest supper out the way and... Once they get this Harvest Supper reading out of the way and the radio show's been on, which I presume is meant to be one thing related to the other, then hopefully that's it, right? Oh, God, we've got to listen to them reading it at the Harvest Supper. I don't know. I think that's what we're meant to be hearing on Sunday at three o'clock. Yes. Oh, I I don't know, Kerry, really. Oh, God. Listen, I tell you what, anyone who just feels that angsty, just go back and listen to the second ad again, just to get... Well, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for your support as ever. And we will see you next week. Yeah, see everyone. Bye. Bye. Hello.